0: Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast.
1: Burn it down.
0: Hi, I'm Lieutenant Colonel Allen and Throughout my life, from military to public service, the right to bear arms responsibly has been a fundamental belief. That's why I stand with United Patriots Supply. They're redefining what it means to be a firearms dealer by combining the experience and know-how of a traditional gun shop together with the selection and pricing power of a modern e-commerce company. Stop by our flagship store in Seneca, Kansas, or visit us online at unitedpatriotsupply.com. hey greetings everyone welcome back to the steadfast and loyal podcast as i have said we are continuing to talk to many candidates out there running in the republican primary for texas state house and texas state senate and we're joined today by another one of the candidates jay curtis jay curtis is a retired correctional officer with a diverse career background Having served in the United States Navy Submarine Service, a submariner, that's pretty impressive, he took an extraordinary career pivot into the entertainment industry where he was a disc jockey for 25 years. However, his love and dedication for his home state of Texas has caused him to get involved in the political field. Jay is seeking to serve as the state representative. For Texas State House District Number Eight, and he joins us now. Hello, how you doing, Jay?
1: Uh, hello, Colonel. Uh, good to talk to you.
0: Absolutely. So, if you could kind of let uh, folks know, uh, we filmed this up here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Where exactly is Texas State House District Number Eight?
1: It is composed of Navarro County, uh, part of Henderson.
0: Okay, Navarro. Navarro County is Corsicana, right. so kind of, you know, going uh, south and east, coming down like you're heading down toward Houston.
1: Right, and then, then you go over to uh, Anderson County, and Henderson County, and then Cherokee County.
0: Okay, what are the major cities that are located in Texas State House District 8?
1: Okay, uh, major cities would be Corsicana, mm-hmm. Athens, mm-hmm. Palestine... Ruskin Jacksonville
0: got it very well so you know you talk about your background I mean you were in the entertainment industry first and foremost thank you for your service as a submariner that's pretty impressive how long did you serve in the United States Navy
1: uh, for three years okay and uh, I had a, a, a great time doing it I had the best job in the Navy I was a cook
0: you guys in the Navy do eat good. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Now, were you on a boomer or a fast attack?
1: I was on a fast attack. As a matter of fact, I was going to tell you, you being an Air Force man. Uh, uh, control- uh,
0: uh, Army.
1: Oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> you hurt
0: my feelings, man. You, you I mean, oh, no boy, you got to oh, go dear. back to zero now. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, actually, I have a lot of affinity for the Army. My grandfather was in the 69th Infantry Division, 272nd Regiment. Uh-huh. Uh they were uh the group that met the Russians at Torgau cutting okay. cutting Germany in half. Wow. So uh I I have a lot of fam- a lot of army in my family. Super. Super. Well, talk
0: to us about this entertainment industry. uh, a disc jockey for 25 years. Was this at a radio station or where?
1: Uh no, actually it was I was a wedding DJ and, okay. and an entertainment DJ and I did some really uh, great gigs. Um but I did that and made a fairly good uh, living at it until uh, 2008. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I had I had a rough few years after that. Uh, Obama uh, ended all that.
0: So, what is it that encouraged you to run for Texas State House District Eight? Uh, give us a little bit of background about what's happening on the ground. What have you seen? What are your experiences?
1: Okay. Well, what have? First of all, I need to go back. I I was with the Texas Department of Criminal Justice until uh, twenty eighteen. Okay, but in twenty fifteen, I was diagnosed with uh, uh, chronic myeloid leukemia, and I had to retire, whether I liked it or not. Uh, yeah. But what has happened is my opponent, uh, Cody Harris, has over the last, I guess, couple of years, has gone steadily. I guess the best way I can say it. To a Republican in name only, a rhino. Uh, But the the last straw for me was is when he voted to impeach the attorney general. Uh, They had no witnesses. They had no sworn testimony. Uh, It was the kangaroo kangaroo court. And I think the whole thing was honestly brought about because of uh, Paxton calling uh, the Speaker of the House out for being drunk on the floor of the House. I think that's what caused it. I think it's a vendetta.
0: So but, when you, when you look at that, are there some other votes that Mr. Harris has taken that causes you concern as a constituent down in that house district?
1: Oh yes. Oh yes. Most definitely. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, he, he voted to give the speaker of the house, the power to appoint Democrat chairs on committees. And to me, that's just crazy. I mean, we're not getting things passed. And, and, uh, you know, to put them in charge of that those committees where they can squash legislation before it even goes to the floor, uh, it, it's just insane. You can't call yourself a Republican and do that. Let's that's, talk
0: about my, it, as you travel around in State House District Number Eight. What are the three priorities that you're hearing from the folks that you're meeting with?
1: Um, one that they just don't feel like they're represented correctly, you know, or if at all. I mean, uh, just to give you an example, uh, the people in my district are, for the most part, very, very opposed to the COVID shots and to to COVID mandates, any of that business. Um, They are upset because he helped give the governor emergency powers, which he has not relinquished yet. They're upset because uh, he's taken money from Big Pharma. Like uh Pfizer and Eli Lilly. Uh, you know, he's he's taking money from sources that are just not um cool. I mean, he's been taking uh money from casino, you know, two two Indian tribes in Oklahoma. And this is the kind of thing that my constituents do not like and they're upset about it. But again, universally it's what he what he did to Paxton is what got people just absolutely riled up. Okay. Uh that that was what you know, really uh, made the difference.
0: What are some of the other concerns or priorities that you see legislatively that you would like to tackle as the uh, representative for for District 8?
1: Well, one big thing is education. Uh, our education system is just in a shambles. And uh, I want to help restore that. Uh, the first thing I'd like to do is make sure our teachers get raises. Uh, right now, they're 28th uh, in the nation, below the national average, and and uh, they need to be brought up to standard on that. Um, I also would like to see more uh, vocational education brought about in schools. You know, when I was in school, we had auto shop, wood shop, you know, every kind of vocational training you can think of, and for the most part, they're really not doing a lot of that anymore. And you know, th- there are are kids out there that really don't want to go to college and they'd like to have another option. You know, And going into the trades would be uh, a good one, in my opinion, anyway. How about
0: the border? I mean, without a doubt, everything that's happening in Texas is really centered around the border. And we know that the president of the United States of America is threatening to federalize the Texas National Guard. What are your concerns with the border and what are some of your solutions?
1: Well... The first solution is until the federal government and the state quit fighting over what they can do at the border, uh, it's not going to do a lot of good to throw money that direction. I mean, we got some great guys in Operation Lone Star, don't get me wrong, uh, and this is not about, about them I'm criticizing, but you know, there's this back and forth going on with Washington. In the meantime, there are things we can do, and the biggest one to me is we need to pass legislation to make it uh, very difficult on illegals to live here. They shouldn't be able to rent apartments. They shouldn't be able to buy a house. They shouldn't be able to get a loan. They shouldn't even be able to put their kids in school. Nothing but emergency medical care, and that's it. You know, we should not make it easier for them to live here. And I think if we do that, that's going to really help a lot because they'll either move on, you know, either go back south or go up north, but they won't be here.
0: Well, do you believe that we should be turning people around first and foremost at the border, especially when we look at the amount of single military-age males that are coming across the Oh, absolutely.
1: The board? Uh, but we're not going to be able to do it with, with, uh, with National Guard and a few DPS officers. We need to actually put the military on the border because this is an invasion. And I I may be wrong on this, but my understanding is if we if we declare an invasion, uh posse comitatus should not apply to this. And, uh, we, we've got to get military down there and and do something.
0: Well, would you, I don't
1: think, yeah.
0: Would you have supported a border protection unit being passed, uh, by the Texas state house and Senate and the legislature in this last session?
1: I believe I would. Yes. Anything we can do to, uh, you know, make it, you know, better on the border. I'm all in favor of, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, we have to do other things as well. That's, that's all, um, You know, I have no problem with uh, with the fact that they're, you know, the governor and and the legislature is trying to do something now. Uh, We just need to do do more and we got to do something fast.
0: What are some of the local issues that are distinct? to House District 8 that you see there in the respective cities, Corsicana, Athens, Palestine. uh, I always want to say the other word, you know, because that's in the news all the time. But what are some of the local things? Drug trafficking is an issue. Is human and sex trafficking an issue through that House District?
1: Yes, actually, we do have drug trafficking. You know, uh, just to give you an example, uh, Interstate 45 runs through through part of my district. We also have... um, Highway 79, Highway 84. Palestine is a uh, a hub for major highways. And, uh, of course, going down that corridor, we have drugs coming up from Mexico. Um, it's a real problem. And then we have um, a lot of the prisoners here, you know, because we have five prison units in Palestine. Mm-hmm. You know, they have uh, families that come up here and they move up here. And they get out of prison and they're right here. And then, you know, it's it, then we have other problems because of that, you know, because they're they're living here and they're again, they're they're doing drugs. Um, we're getting a a lot of the bad elements, uh, you know, some of the worst out of Houston and Dallas up here, and mm-hmm. our law enforcement is just stretched to the max here. Our sheriff's department is just you know having a rough time, and uh, that's because you know of that drug trafficking. It, it's all related one way or the other.
0: So when you look at what would be some of the things that you would like to try to do yourself, some of the legislation you would like to try to, uh, you know, initiate and sponsor, give us an idea of maybe one or two things. You know, you're successful in this election. You get elected. You're down there, legislative session next January. What would Jay Curtis seek to do? Where, where, Where would you seek to be impactful?
1: Well, um, the first one is what I suggested, of course, about what to do you know, with the illegal aliens in the state. Um, another thing I would like to do is amend the, uh, uh, I believe it's uh, Article 5, Section 15 of the Texas State Constitution. We need to bring our uh, impeachment process in line with the federal constitution. Uh, right now, you know, we saw... Uh, Ken Paxton was thrown out of office for however many weeks that was until he was found uh, not guilty. That shouldn't be that way. It needs to be the same way as it is in our U.S. Constitution, where you know you have to be found guilty in the Senate and then you're removed from office. And uh, because as we saw that you know it, it got used for political purposes, and uh, that needs to be stopped. And and I think uh, amending our Constitution can can uh, definitely fix that. Um, another thing is I want to block any type of digital of digital currency you know from being required in the United States I believe that's already already been done but um uh, that uh that could uh that needs to be a, a sure thing and i'll I'll take whatever steps I can to do that I'm also uh hearing complaints from our farmers and ranchers you know they you know we're seeing that uh Korea and China and various uh, entities are buying up uh, farmland and ranch land, and they should not be able to do that. So I would definitely sponsor a bill to uh, stop any any foreign ownership of any land, and, and uh, I don't mean just the major powers that are doing this, I mean if you are not an American citizen, you should not be able to buy land in the United States until you have your citizenship. Um, I believe in that strongly. If you went to Mexico right now and tried to buy property there, you would not be allowed to unless you were a Mexican citizen. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just plain common sense, and uh, that is uh, something I've gotten a lot of support on, and I've heard from a lot of people about that. You know, uh, our ranching and our farming industry is extremely important, mm-hmm. and uh, when they speak, I need to listen, and everyone needs to listen because you know we're you know we depend on that.
0: Well, it's very, interesting. it's very interesting you bring that up because that piece of legislation passed in the Texas State Senate about precluding right. foreign adversarial entities, the ability to buy land in Texas, but it died in the Texas State House. So I think that's another reason why you see so many challengers to incumbent Republicans in this cycle in Texas State House. Jay, where can people follow you and find out more about your campaign and, and support you?
1: Um, they can first of all follow me on my website, which is www.theinitialJ, dot the initial J, then Curtis, C U R T I S, the word for F O R, capital H, capital D, and the numeral eight dot com.
0: So J Curtis F O R H uh, D eight dot com.
1: Correct. Awesome. And uh they can also find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm really easy to find there, uh, Jay Curtis for the Texas House of Representatives uh, District Eight. Um, I'm also on Twitter, as a matter of fact. So I'm I'm available on uh, you know lots of social media. So it, it's not hard to find me.
0: What do you think is your biggest challenge in this race? Because uh, this is a short cycle in Texas. I mean, the filing deadline is December the 11th, and then early voting starts, you know, the following year, 20 February, and then the election day is the 5th of March. What do you think is your biggest challenge?
1: My biggest challenge is getting the word out there. You know, I'm running a grassroots campaign, uh, Colonel, and and, uh, by that I mean I have a little money from a few friends, but basically, you know, my opponent has – I think, uh, from what I looked at the, at the paperwork, I think he has over $230,000 cash mm-hmm. on hand and, uh, um, you know, tons and tons and tons of donors and packs and I do not, I'm, you know, running strictly grassroots. So as much as I'm trying, you know, that money is an issue, of course. Yeah. And uh, anyone that wants to donate, I'd be very grateful, but I'm not going to give up. I think, I think I'm seeing results cause I'll tell you, um, there's just a, a lot of chatter out there, and and my name is getting out there. But it's always good to get it out there more. Yeah. Because my opponent is going to blanket uh, mail and everything else. I'm sure before this is done, he's yeah. got the money to do so.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure but he's I getting. I could still win. I'm sure he's getting the yard signs out. Okay. Last question. And this is directed to not just the people there in HD eight, but the folks all across Texas and the folks that are across the country that watch this podcast, why is Texas state house district eight important to not just your constituents there, but to the greater state of Texas and to the United States.
1: I just think that, um, we're representative of, of the state, of a large part of the state, except for the cities. And uh, the people here, if you look at what the people here think and do, you're getting a, a good um, picture of how probably the rest of, of Texas in the rural areas uh, feel about things.
0: Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be here with us at the Staff, Fashion and Law podcast. Jay Curtis. Jay Curtis. F-O-R-H-D-8.com. Tell our dear friend, Mandy Kirkland, that I said hello. Ah. And I appreciate uh, her giving you the the opportunity to be here with us. And you have my support in this uh, endeavor. And uh, Mandy will let me know if there's anything I could do to try to help you out. Because we do need to have the everyday common Texan, the everyday common American to step up and run for elected office and especially right. those people who have worn the uniform of the United States of America to continue their oath of service to, to God, the country, and to our Republic of Texas here as well. So thank you very much, Jay, for being with us. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have enjoyed this episode of the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast, please click the like button and share it with others and go out there and check out Jay Curtis and his website. And until next time, steadfast and loyal.
1: Before they burn it down